Can we have spines back on uh, Displeosaurus Profundus? On, on the back of the stack? Agreed. Yeah. Second it. <laughs> Wait, yep. Just, just to differentiate a little bit more, because I know he's pudgier looking, which is, looks great. But uh, just to differentiate a bit more from the default species, I think would help a bit more. But that's all right. That's... I'll, I can. I'll definitely consider it. Um, okay. By the time he's released, we'll we'll you'll you'll see all the final little tweaks and things to him. Yes. Okay, yes. That's it. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been planning this at all. Uh, all right. Thank you, Debo. Yes. Uh, Ryder, it's Dashing Heights. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Mm -hmm. We hear you. Okay. Um, first of all, I've been playing the game since like the map was super limited. And I'm just so impressed with all of the advancements and everything that you guys have made since then. It's been amazing and only over a couple months. So fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, my, my questions, I have two. One is more of a settings question. Um, the only thing that I, I personally sort of have, like it bugs me a little bit in the game is the HUD. Um, it's a little bit clunky, and turning it off also turns off, like, quest location markers and whatnot. I was wondering, I know you guys want to do a lot of um, settings are customizable and configurations are, are you know, all-inclusive. Do you have anything planned for the HUD specifically? HUD is always a difficult one because we have to design it in a way where it works across all platforms. You know, like, the reason why the HP bar, for example, isn't hugging the very bottom of the screen is because on mobile, that's where like the iPhone 10 bar is where you can like swipe the bar to, to bring up your, your, your game or your, your um, iPhone menu and stuff like that. So designing the UI mm -hmm. is always kind of difficult, especially uh, on, there's like so many different devices. Like, you know, some phones like the iPhone 10 again, has like a little notch in the bottom left of the screen where this just, it just cuts off the screen. And if we put a button there, then you physically can't press it. Uh, that being said, um, the game and the UI is always under having little tweaks and things like that. And I think the biggest thing is going to be um, either giving people the ability to change what they want to hide. You know, maybe they can, hit a checkbox and it will hide the food and water because you already know how that works or it changes stamina or whatever we end up wanting to do. Uh, it basically will try and look into giving people the freedom to do it. And ultimately, if they if we don't give the exact um, options you're looking for, uh, modding the UI is definitely part of our um, supported. So people will be able to, you know, make a a uh, like a uh, minimal UI that only shows a couple bars and that's it and they're all hidden away nicely like Skyrim for example you know their bars kind of like auto hide and things like that so um, right just something to consider <laughs> but okay well as the game goes we'll we'll definitely look into polishing up some of these things fantastic um my other question was um oh now I just forgot what it was um. <laughs> okay, no worries. Well, if you remember it, then you know you can mention it in the yeah, text chat. We're, we've yeah, we've got a lot of other yeah. people to get through, so sorry if we can't. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> thank you for um, coming in, you. though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, it's Majin. Majin, hello. Hello. Um, Are we doing? Yeah. Hi. Doing good. I got. I have three questions. My first question is, would there 
ever be like updates to the roadmap where it's like more suspect. Dang, more. I can't say it. So like, will it ever be like more in depth? To, to the what? I'm sorry, I didn't quite the, hear you. The roadmap. The roadmap. Oh right. So roadmap. Um, it's a little difficult because of the way our development kind of works. Is we're actively working on multiple tasks at the same time, and we're not quite sure exactly what task will be finished first. So we're we're by putting a roadmap up, we're trying to just at least show people, hey, this is upcoming content, and this is what we've completed already. Um, but in terms of applying exact dates to the roadmap you know you might there might be that might something might happen to some of our developers and we're gonna have to delay that particular patch or someone's working really hard and we're able to release it ahead of time uh it's difficult for us to put dates uh check mark check boxes you know things like that on on making a deeper roadmap unfortunately yeah a um, lot of this stuff is like you can't simplify a task down to a couple of check boxes you know what i mean like it's a lot more complicated than that you also can't put any like surprise releases on there as well uh which makes it difficult you're like hey there's a really cool update we want to kind of surprise people you cannot do that and we generally prefer to make a youtube video with a voiceover explaining kind of what's coming next instead so a lot of times we'll just tell hey here's the stuff we're working on and just upload a youtube video and kind of link that on the roadmap instead because it does a lot better than some card that's like cool feature one and it's like well i don't know exactly what that is you know we'd rather explain it sounds 10 times better um my second question is i know how development is getting like more and more advanced but will development streams ever make a return um i don't think I mean, it's a possibility, but we're kind of at the point where all the things that are streamable have already been streamed. So working on the map, but the map is done now. Uh, most of it is just things like Jiggy sitting around plugging in dinosaur stats for like five hours. And it's not really fun. And I take breaks or Matt sitting programming a, a task or, or working on server infrastructure. And it's just not really as enjoyable and fun to, to share as, for example, me sculpting a new dinosaur, right? Because we're not really working on anything like that. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't I don't see them returning anytime soon. That's being said, we probably could do things like a QA stream similar to this one, but on YouTube and uh, let people check in and maybe give little updates and things like that, but um, probably not. If we do start stuff that's streamable, like sculpting new dinosaurs, we will stream it. But yeah, it's kind of hard to ask developers to stream all their work, especially because uh, a lot of them kind of have the expectation that they have to answer chat or ask questions and stuff like that. And it can kind of distract them from the work too. So I'm very hesitant on that kind of problem. But, you know, some of the stuff we will do video recordings and, and things like that. But it's, it's hard because I have to put the game coming out sooner early on the list then hey the game comes out late but everyone has detailed streams of, of everything you know what i mean yeah i understand um for my last question i remember a few months ago that the core 18 playables were the main priority trying to get in the game but then had a little setback so i was wondering are they still now like the main thing that you guys are trying to put inside the game or are you guys just adding different playables at different times now 
the main focus is things on getting getting the game to have a complete gameplay loop. So something like um, working on growth and on quests and on, of course, this new water system. It's not quite finished yet, as in we have the quests where you're going to be able to replenish water. So there's this ongoing tasks there. Um, and the dinosaurs are really cool, like adding new dinos, but they don't necessarily make the game much better. Uh, they kind of need mechanics to go with it and abilities and things like that. If we were to release all of the dinosaurs you see on the character selection screen right now, uh, the, the couple, or the, I think there's like four that are not released yet or something like that. If we release them all right now, it wouldn't really, it would get everyone really excited, but it wouldn't actually kind of keep people wanting to play so yeah they'll be right like now, this is really cool a week later uh you know the gameplay loop's still not done on the game you know so i'm gonna kind of yeah it's kind of boring right. it's really cool that i can walk around as a death source but i can't do anything with it you know yeah thank you well thank you thank you for calling in Right, so aliens on toast, you're up. Uh, hey guys, uh, I've got two questions. Hopefully, that's not going to be too much for you guys. Um, no worries. First question is specifically to do with accessibility options in the game. Um, I'm personally colorblind and really struggle to see quite a few of the assets that are currently in the game, such as the red berry bushes, the mushrooms, um, even some of the acorns and tiger nuts, just identifying them from the general ground clutter can be a task sometimes. Um, so I was wondering if there had been any plans put in uh, to include just colorblind options just in settings or something like that. Yeah, I can get this one. So that kind of stuff is planned. There's like some built-in support for the engine for it right now. It just requires some work on our side to kind of get that set up. But we do plan on getting some of those in at least before we launch. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So colorblind's uh, nice. I'd like to... If it's possible, it might be a bit hard, but people who are hearing impaired can get an idea of like where sounds are coming from. Uh, that might be nice too, but at least at least if we can get those two in, uh, that'll be a great help. I'm already looking at stuff like auto-run keybinds because, you know, people have RSI and holding keys down kind of really sucks, so we're just trying to add as much as we can. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome to hear. It's it's great to hear yeah, inclusivity I used to be, being addressed. I used to be one of those people that's like, who needs auto-run? You know, like, what the hell, right? And then I'll, like, start again and RSR, and I'm like, yeah, I, I yep, completely yep. get where everyone's coming from now, and I'm sorry I thought differently, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Um, I, I guess my second question, then, is kind of left of field. Um, in a lot of the other dinosaur games that are out there at the moment, um, there's usually a large spread of dinosaur species available to play from, but more often than not, the population of players is usually just the apexes or like the most popular dinosaurs. Um, is there any plans to have incentives to play as a non-apex uh, that would carry across to other dinosaurs? Yeah, so... Oh, do you want to oh, get this one? One of the biggest things is basically all of the dinosaurs have um different play styles cater to them so if you wanted to play let's say tyrannosaurus or spinosaurus right you're going to be slow you're going to need a lot of food you're going to need a lot of water it's a lot of work to maintain yourself 
like as a as a large creature. And if that's a gameplay style that you're not really interested in, it's kind of like slow, big bruiser that can bully people off their kill, their kills or, or whatever it ends up being. Or I guess in Spino's case, like sitting around in a lake doing fishing. If that's something that you genuinely don't like playing as, then a smaller dinosaur is going to be for you. If you like speed, if you like being able to dodge people's attacks because you're really fast and maneuverable, if you kind of like being a mid-tier um, player and uh, having the versatility, like... The ability to jump even is kind of underrated, I think, you know, uh, being able to jump and leap up onto the cliffs and things like that is great. And, you know, because all the dinosaurs are tailored to particular gameplay styles um, that will people who figure out what kind of gameplay style they enjoy will probably go there um, towards that one. And ultimately, even if everyone decided to play T-Rex on one particular server, let's say in Apex, there's always AIs that can flesh out the rest of the ecosystem. So it does, it's not completely dependent on what other players choose. I can add sense. more to this. So the point I want to get across is, yeah, if everyone was playing one kind of dinosaur, I think that would kind of suck, you know what I mean, from a gameplay standpoint. But you also have to keep in mind that we just want you to better play the game and have fun. And different people like different playstyles, and they have different popularity levels. It's just like having a medic or healer in the game and finding, hey, only 15% of people want to play healer. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be tank or I want to be the DPS or whatever it is, right? So it's trying to balance out, okay, we must get an equal number of healers in their game. Otherwise, we're designing the game wrong. It's kind of like balancing all the skin so that everyone likes every skin. You know what I mean? There's like some skins you don't like and there's like some skins I like really hate but they're not for me, they're for somebody else. They could be for like a very small percentage of people that really, really love that dinosaur, or really, really love that skin. And it's intentional there for them. If we just kind of changed it to make it popular, it would drive the people who really like that dinosaur skin away from the thing that was made for them, basically. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, thank you very much for your time, guys, and keep up the great work. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Right, next up is Jay. Is that Jay? Yeah, Jay's. Hey. So, Hello. Um, hello. So I just had a quick question that goes towards the abilities and stuff. So the abilities, will some of them just will some dinosaurs just get them outright from the start or will you always have to unlock them through quests or through your growth and stuff like that for example you know kentro's passive ability like the biting hit and then that deals damage to an attacker instead of the kentro yeah so certainly when you just hatch or spawn in as a baby you'll have the ability to do a couple of really simple attacks right um but the, the idea is kind of as you play the game, you can unlock abilities and also then side grade abilities. So swap out your bite, let's say, for a different type of bite. Um, it, the, the thing is, you know, as a smaller dinosaur, sure, you're not going to be able to stack up against a adult dinosaur, right? That's just kind of part of it. But um, the 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 point is kind of to build up your dinosaur over time and have like a, a progression towards completing your character, if that makes sense. Like you're unlocking skins, you're getting bigger, you're getting more abilities, you know, uh, unlocking achievements and, and doing cool quests and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that answers the question. 
Right, nice. So I just had another next question, which is really just a minor thing. But, um, well, I mean, there's two questions still, but um, for example, the Allosaurus, will it for something have like the Alberto where it gets its model updated a tiny bit? Or will it just stay as it is right now? Because um, I see a lot of people asking. The one thing for Allosaurus, at least for me personally, is he was pretty much the first dino I animated. And I, in terms of the quality of his animations, I can see there's, you know, th there could be some improvements. Um, his calls were also changed halfway through, and his animations haven't really been updated to take into account the new calls that he has. So I can see in the future, before he's released, I'll probably do a pass on him and improve his animations, similarly to how I did with the uh, EO Triceratops, who was previously using the Styracosaurus's animations. Um, just to try and get him up to a higher quality standard, um, like I said, old animations from two years ago, right? Um, I mean, maybe some slight model tweaks if the animations require some model tweaks, but he's he's pretty good in terms of uh, his uh, model, I personally think. Right, yeah. And now for my last question was um, about stuff like with the animals and stuff. So I see that a lot of the animals you guys have chosen to, you know, add to Path of Titans are ones that are less known to the public. For example, you know, Eo Triceratops instead of something like a normal Triceratops or Alioramus because if I have to be honest, I never knew of Alio before you guys even added it to this game. So is there any specific reason that you guys are adding like all of these lesser known animals instead of the more iconic ones like, you know, trike or all of those things? So some of the dinosaurs, for example, Eotriceratops was actually um, uh, a perk dinosaur. So that was one that the, through crowdfunding, someone purchased, so to speak, the ability to add that dinosaur to the game, and they specifically chose Eo Triceratops instead of Triceratops. That being said, most of the base game dinosaurs are uh, not very well known, and uh, the logic behind some of this is, of course, you want to get some of the really cool ones like Allosaurus and Styracosaurus and stuff. Um, and people all have their favorite dinosaurs, and we want to try and hit on some of those, but what's kind of uh, interesting is the thought of, hey, you might discover your new favorite dinosaur through being exposed to it through Path of Titans, if that makes sense, right? Like, um, I know, for example, some other dinosaur games, you might have uh, Diabloceratops, and that's like, a, before the Isle, for example, nobody knows what that, what that dino was either, or through Beasts of Bermuda, you've got, I can never pronounce it, Cycania, Cycania, the, the one that kind of looks similar to Ankylosaurus. And it's just really cool that a lot of these other games are bringing in lesser known dinosaurs because that becomes like part of popular culture, if that makes sense. Like that's what people now recognize and part of the dino sphere. And, you know, part of it is things like, hey, why don't we have Truodon in this game? Well, actually, Truodon was kind of split up into two different separate species, uh, one of which is Latina Venetrix. Right, so we've got Lat Latin uh, in this game now, and it's sort of like a way to um, let people know and realize, hey, you know, science moves on, and dinosaurs are discovered all the time, and it's just uh, uh, pretty neat to be able to pull some of the lesser-known dinosaurs in and perhaps make favorite new favorites. You know. All right. Thank you for all your answers, and I'm very stoked to see how this game goes. Oh, well, thank you for supporting. Thank you for calling in. Uh, right, 
because we're running out of time, we're going to speed it up to one question per person, if that's okay. Uh, you know, so we can maneuver through the 14 other people in the list. Uh, who's next? Who's next? It's Axolope. Hello. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Are they doing a text chat? Uh, yeah, they're doing their oh, four questions. If you want to pick between them, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, what mechanics do you think we will be getting next? Uh, new dinosaurs, quests, AI growth, a combination of the, the above or, or what? Do you want to answer this one, Matt? Um, yeah, we've already told you in the uh, update videos we've done, but we basically said, hey, we're working on uh, the food and water system, uh, adding in new mechanics, upgrading quests, working on things like growth. Um, so that's some of the stuff we're planning on right now. Yeah, in general, it's just the game. Uh, yep. Next question? Yeah, is that all good? Yep, alright. Uh, Vivid, you're up. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, I would like to ask about the creator mode, game mode. I know this has been talked about uh, somewhat briefly before, that it's going to be kind of like a Dungeons & Dragons type game mode. Is there anything else that you can tell us about the game mode and what you might be doing in something like that? It's a little difficult because it's so far uh, out, right? Um, but, you know, if you can imagine you're playing on the game, you're playing in the game, you're on a server that is using this creator tool, uh, the creator uh, game mode, um, you're able to basically play the game normally, and the dungeon master, so to speak, the creator, uh, who, who's like could fly around, they can change their avatar, you know, they can swap from the, the raven or the crow that you sometimes might see on the spectator cam, they can change it to a dragonfly, whatever they want, uh, budgie, you know, they could, they could change it up uh, or mod in different avatars, they'd be able to spawn in AIs, they'd be able to spawn in food items, let's say, they'd be able to change the time of day, assign quests to people, um, basically have all these like full-on um, sort of server admin style commands and then some. And with that, it's not necessarily that we're going to give people or tell people ex explicitly how to use the tool. It's just basically throw a whole bunch of utilities at the admin or the the person who's part of the, the you know the dungeon master or whatever you want to call it um and then they can kind of just be creative and figure out what they want to do like do they want to lead a story do they want to create dino fight club and spawn in a bunch of t-rex ais like what do they want to do and it's just giving people the creativity and the freedom it's almost like letting people have the ability to custom run either events or maybe just get into a group with a couple of their friends and have you know a fun time and see what biggest ai creatures they can take on or modify the stats of the ais if they want to um, take on a bigger challenge it's, it's just there's so many possibilities i can't exactly tell you how to use the tool you know what i mean yeah that's fine I had another question I would uh, like to ask, but I don't want to take time away from other people. <laughs> Next time, perhaps, Vivid. 
if I get wrangled into doing this again. Uh, all right. Thanks, Vivid. <laughs> no problem. Hello, Bethona. Hello. We'll come back to them. Let me find someone else. Uh, right, who's just come in? Hello, Brosh. Hi, how's it going? How's it okay. going? How are you guys doing? Uh, so, yeah, I just had uh, one question. So, I heard you guys said, so I, I remember a while ago, you guys said something about like uh, in game voice chat. I was just wondering if there's going to be like an in game way of like censoring or like uh, moderating something like that, or is that going to be up to the server like owners and moderators on the specific like community server itself? So um, you definitely have the ability to mute people uh, and unmute people. So if, if someone's talking and you really don't want to hear what they have to say, you can mute them. You can completely disable voice chat as well. So you just never hear anybody if that's something that you're interested in. And definitely the server admins, if someone's complaining, hey, this guy's uh, talking or, or spamming on their mic or playing brick roll through their mic or whatever it is, right? Um, then in that case, the server admin could just give them a either voice chat mute, like a server-wide voice chat mute, or just a server-wide communications mute, so they can't do text or voice chat, like whatever whatever the server admin um, ultimately prefers. Mm, okay, yeah, I was just... If you have young children or something, we'll have a um, like child-friendly way so that there's just no voice chat ever communication if, if, if there's uh, kids who are playing the game, so... Yep. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I just wanted to know that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, have a, you guys have a good day. No worries. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, I've got Bathoma's question now. One second. Uh, how will uh, waterbound or fully aquatic animals move between the bodies of water? Uh, and the game is amazing. They're very glad they backed it. Well, thank you. Um, so... Fully aquatic creatures, so some of our stretch goal dinos, um, those are explicitly stretch goals that will be released after the game is, is fully released, right? So when we're designing and making the game right now, we have to be careful not to try and make the game bigger than we can actually reasonably release in a short amount of time for like release date kind of thing. So the plan is basically everything that's on Pandura and everything before the game is released, we're explicitly trying to keep the scope small so we're able to release it on in a you know fairly quick uh, time period. That means that we can't start designing a huge map with both flyers and swimmers in mind right now because that also implies we have to make a bunch of other edits to the map and to a bunch of mechanics and things like that. So the plan is basically after the game is released, we have a stretch goal, which is the uh, island map. And the island map will have like interconnected rivers and large oceans and all of this type of stuff. And it will be created more with um, flyers and swimmers in mind. That being said, Pangera probably just won't have fully aquatic dinos enabled just because the, the map isn't designed with them in mind. And that's just kind of trying to keep our scope smaller. That's the reason why Pangera doesn't have giant multi-connected lakes and oceans and all of these things.
who's next? Uh, yep, all good. Uh, right, right, right. That would be Cryo Volcano. Hello. Oh, right, another reading one. Sorry. Uh, I remember seeing somewhere that you were going to add this uh, battle scar system, like Stego losing plates, uh, losing horns. Is that still planned? And if so, is it purely going to be a visual aesthetic, or will there be a downside, like your dinosaur being weaker? And I love the game. Oh, thank you. Um, it's still planned. Um, that's sort of like a cool visual polish sort of like detail that, that we'd probably be implementing a little bit later. Um, I guess I'll have to get back to you on exactly if it's going to implement gameplay or not. It basically just just going to be a matter of if that's extremely difficult to implement or not. You know, you could say, hey, if I'm missing a plate on my Stegosaurus, does that mean that his hitbox is smaller? And it starts really getting really complicated like that. Um, so I'll probably have to, like, as as the development continues, I can get back to you or we can, like, reveal more information ex on exactly how that works. But definitely it's still planned, and all of the creatures are being created with that in mind in terms of, like, their technical um, details and stuff like that. Uh, yep, all good. Next in line is Max the Metri. Hey guys, it's really, it's really honored, it's really an honor to speak with the developers of my favorite dinosaur game. I really like how the mechanics work and everything about, and everything about the game. It makes me feel, it makes me feel better about dinosaur video games in the future. And my question was, maybe like, in the future, will realism be planned? Like, like for some servers... There will be, like, could there be, like, uh, rules that, like, when you log in with your character, it says you are uh, this, and um, you eat this and this, and this and that, all that stuff. Like, it says the rules as well. Like, there's an option to look at the rules. That's That was my question. That's a good question. So, um, basically... The way that we're creating the game is there's no rules, and all of the rules are basically dictated through just playing the game and the game mechanics. So there wouldn't be any rule against KOSing, kill on sight, for example, because that's actually just part of the gameplay. Now, that being said, that's specifically on our official servers, but I can 100% guarantee you that there will be community servers where people either set up rules or mod the game in such a way to make it so that it's more... Uh, curated to people who really want that realism experience. So um, no realism planned for official servers, but for uh, community servers, that's probably going to be a really big aspect of the game. So rest assured, you'll have your your the like dinosaur kind of like role play, um, you know, live as a dino kind of thing is definitely going to be uh, pretty, I think it's pretty big in terms of the forefront of most community servers' minds. I know many of the people who've contacted us uh, looking for community servers, most of them are very interested in some kind of realism style. All right. Thank you for um, giving an answer to my question. I really love your game, and I will continue to support the game more and more as the development gets better. Um, thank you for creating an amazing game, and I, yeah, thanks for taking well, the time well, and 
we're really um, looking forward to finishing the game and uh you know we will have the full experience thank you so much you're welcome thank you very much okay who's next i believe it's is that che che young it's all right if you need to type or anything yeah. hello yeah, rook we might have to skip people who have already asked a question just to make to make the list in time i'm watching i'm watching i'm watching maybe uh we can come back to them it's fine uh anya anya knees <laughs> hello hello um i have two questions they're kind of maybe already answered but um one question is are we gonna ever be able to carry um other dinosaurs like hatchlings at all do you want to answer this one, Matt? Given all the tough ones to me, huh? Well, you're the one who'll be implementing it, eh? Um, I'd say it's it's something we're looking into. Um, obviously we already have the carrying item kind of thing, carrying different chunks of meat. Uh, and obviously there's a pounce mechanic coming for some of the raptors. So it's probably not going to be too hard to add. But, you know, I think some of the questions come from just a weight or realism standpoint of like you know how small does my kid have to be to pick it up and things like that and is that worth the development time adding in but it does it does sound like it'd be an interesting idea for sure and the last one is are we ever going to be able to carry like certain plants like how we carry meat yeah Will yeah yeah you can them? since a couple updates ago you can carry a bunch more food items now but the goal is to just kind of make everything carryable, all the quest items, all the food items carryable. So you can better eat some and take some with you, maybe to bring back to your nest or something like that. Okay, well, that's all I have. Love your game. And yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, you lot. Remember, uh, I've sent an e uh, an invite to a couple of you. You gotta make sure that you get that, or I'll have to dismiss you, and you'll have to rejoin the queue. Okay? So, uh, Requiem, Captain Facebomb, I've reviewed. Okay. Uh, Young, hello again. It might be AFK. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they sent him another invite. All right. Hello. Uh, we'll go with Clapper first. Hello. Hello, guys. I was just wondering a bit, uh, what can we expect in terms of server capacity and stability when it comes to the upcoming community servers, like, especially on bigger maps, like player count? For example, a game like Dial currently doesn't support more than 150 players, even though the PC hosting the server is like, operating at a really low capacity. Yeah, so we want to offer people similar spec servers as our current official 100-player servers uh, to start off with, but just because they're a little bit hard to get um, in terms of you can't just go rent one from some random provider. It's, you know, you got to run like a high-end, high-clock rate CPU, um, things like that. But at some point in the future, you'll better get these server files and just kind of host them on whatever you want. So that's going to be the person that owns the server. Hey, what kind of server do you want to run on? And if you pick a high enough rate, you can get high enough play account. 
Keep in mind, while the game is being developed, we are optimizing to move up to 200 players. So, as the game gets more optimized, community servers will be able to bump up the player count with us as well. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, okay. Captain Facebomb, hello. Hey, so firstly, fantastic game so far. You guys are doing amazing. But my question is, do you guys have any plans or ideas if specific AI will spawn according to what Dino's players are currently playing as? Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like if we notice that 90% of the um, server is carnivores, then we might go and try and uh, AI will dynamically decide to go, hey, we're going to spawn in as herbivores now to try and balance it out or vice versa, right? And because we spawn AI, like the server can dynamically decide how to spawn the AI, it can also decide to spawn where where they are, uh, how difficult or how powerful they are, and things like that. You know, a, a joke that Matt and I kind of have is if we see a whole bunch of players kind of congregating in one area, we could just spawn a big T-Rex and have them like, stampede down and, and try and break everyone up and scare them away, you know? So there's uh, definitely a bunch of uh, things like that. that the server can kind of compensate for lack of player numbers on particular species, right? That sounds really cool. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go for Pokey next. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, I had some, I don't know if anyone ever asked, but I had a couple of questions in mind when it comes to uh, offspring. Okay, so nesting, right? Um, do you collect things to make nests? And when you have babies, do they have different variety diets compared to the parents? And if there is going to be a growth, uh, you know, child, how long would it be for, or like, would there be like six hours of growth or, you know? Um. So. You do want to answer this one or me? It's a little difficult for us to give the exact specifics of nesting just because it's a little too early. That being said, the question of will it take six hours for the baby to grow, uh, keep in mind that Path of Titans, all of the quests, like completing quests is what grants you growth. So it's not growing over time, it's growing through completing quests. Um, so in terms of six hours or something, unless you're saying is it going to be six hours of questing, like completing six hours worth of quests, um, that's probably a better question to ask, but at that point it's just difficult to say uh, exactly how long each dinosaur might take to grow fully, just because we haven't fully implemented the uh, Yeah, because there's no permadeath, there's no huge concern about like how long it takes to grow, because you're not going to lose it. But okay. yeah, it's going to very depend on like your skill level, how many quests you're doing and stuff like that. People who don't do any quests will just never grow, and they'll stay as a baby forever. So oh, some of that's a little bit subjective. For question one, oh. we're going to upload the VOD of this on YouTube, so you can go back and listen to the answer for that. But the the way nests are created, there's a couple of different implementations we're looking at. One of them is you can build a nest, another one is you might have a nest set up in a home cave, which is a little bit different. For okay. diet types, mm -hmm. Jiggy, do you have anything? Is diets going to be any different? Um, no plans for that one. Okay. No plans for that one. No plans yet. All right. Uh, Thank you, you very have much. To have male and female before I go. Oh, the male and female. Uh, sir. Yeah, but you have to. 
Uh, I don't think we're set on a requirement for that yet. Um, I know another common one is like, will you better pass on like skin traits and colors to babies? That's not planned currently either. Um, but you'll kind of have to see how this develops. Because we're a little bit far away from, from, from nesting right now. All right. Thank you. Uh, I enjoy the game. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, who's next? Uh, ben Jammin. Hello. Hello. Uh, so I had, I had two quick questions. The first one was um, how you were handling uh, fall damage, because I was curious on how that would work. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so there, yeah, there so was an update we did previously that had the... Um... The fall damage is now kind of more uh, percentage-based. I think there was a blog post more about it, where like, hey, if you fall a certain threshold, then you'll start taking damage. And if you surpass a certain threshold, you like flat out splat on the ground and die. Um, and of course, in the future, there's going to be kind of like a certain threshold where if you fall and maybe take like 75% of your whole HP bar in terms of damage, uh, it'll actually also apply a broken bone effect, so you break your leg. It's not going to be the moment you take any tiny little piece of damage, you're going to break your leg. It has to be over a certain threshold. And it's based okay. on impact velocity. So basically how hard you hit the ground, it has nothing to do with like how long you're in the air or anything like that. Oh, okay. Uh, my second question was, um, in regards to when someone was mentioning nesting, um, and you have these young dinosaurs, some of those are going to be AI, I assume, or are they all players? Uh, so they're all going to be players. However, in the future, we plan on uh, adding ability to kind of nest in an AI because because we don't have permadeath, you'll reach a stage where you've run out of friends to kind of have grow up with you. And then kind of when you've run out of friends, we want you to kind of nest in an AI instead. Okay. Well, that is, uh, those are my questions. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Right, 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 right. Uh, Sham Rock and Roll, you're next. Uh, hello? Is this hello? working? Yep. Okay, so I kind of had a question about, uh, kind of, like, growth and, like, the viability in that, like, um... Like, like I understand, like uh, growth. Sorry, quests would make growth uh, less. Just sit in a bush and wait, and occasionally eat, yep. which is really nice to know. But, um, like for example, like would they would would babies have like different abilities, right? Like, would a baby Deinonychus be able to to glide? Would a baby Amargosaurus be able to sprint on two legs for like short bursts? Um, would there be different abilities to make babies more fun and yeah, so... viable to play rather than boring? The there is going to be a bunch of unique abilities. I can't comment on exactly what ones are coming with what dinosaur, but we do plan on hey, you're just going to have different abilities and kind of upgrade them as you grow. Um, yeah. In terms of like babies being viable, they are being balanced in a way where it makes it's fun to play. It's actually okay. One of the first things you're going to play as. So, the first like 15, 20 minutes of the game, that's going to be someone's decision on. Hey, am I gonna refund the game or not? And if you're yeah. kind of baby and it sucks and you just get trampled to death, you yeah, know, you're not gonna you're gonna just refund the game, right? So it's mm -hmm. intentionally designed to be fun. 
there's a lot of ways to kind of group up with other babies as well and kind of team up uh things like that just so you've got better survival uh -huh. chances and there's a lot of stuff yeah so yeah, consider go you've got a adult spinosaurus that takes up like five slots but a baby spino could take up one slot so you could have like a whole team of baby spinos running around let's say oh, right awesome. and as you grow up like you take more and more slots and stuff like that so maybe you, you gotta you know work work on group management but it's sort of like you can team up together to take on larger tasks and also consider that baby dinosaurs are going to have different quests than adult dinosaurs they'll have right, different right. types of tasks you're not going to have a baby spinos that's supposed to go after an adult campusaurus for example like that might be a little difficult so okay and i i did have another quick just a quick question sure Go ahead. Um, will like small like pterosaurs and like Microraptor, for example, will they be able to kind of like um, like feed off of like like maybe like within the like the teeth of larger animals, like kind of like mo like some types of birds and like modern crocodiles? That's a super cool idea. I do think it's a little early for us to comment on exactly how baby flyers are gonna work. Right. But that okay. is a cool idea. That is a cool idea. Okay. Yeah, that's all I had. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see who's next. Who's next? Borga. Hello, Borga. Hi, Rook. Uh, thank you guys for having me on here. I have a question pertaining to combat. Sure. Now, I'm not sure if this was already asked or not, but has what's happening regarding the... I remember in the past, uh, execute animations were mentioned. Yep. Has anything changed about that? So actually, so combat's still kind of placeholder right now. Uh, a lot of people are kind of on the false impression that it's kind of done. Um, so we are planning on expanding that with, you know, some more animation sets and things like that. There is a couple of things we want to kind of get done first, things like growth, AI and stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely something we're working on kind of in parallel. There's a lot of stuff that's not combat that's actually like the collision system. So like that greatly affects how combat's going to behave. You know, right now, you know, a camp dog can kind of stand in front of somebody and kind of block them from moving or something like that. And we kind of don't intend that to be in the final game. So that'll get changed when the collision system gets updated. Very and interesting. Of course, uh, every, you know, people only have like a couple of placeholder abilities. In the future, you'll have a bar that can support up to, like, nine abilities. So combat's going to be a lot more interesting kind of when you get those. You know, kind of, you know, you're trying to play chess with, like, a couple of pieces. You know what I mean? It's a little bit difficult right now. Thank you for that. Uh, that that's all I have for now. Um, I'll see if I can thank ask you. another question, but thank you. Thank you. Right, 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 right. We will try uh, Shay Young one more time. Uh, if you want to type your question, if your computer's still having issues. Cool. If they're not here, oh, they typed it. No, they're having computer issues. Um, if they have type it up, it does. We'll get back yeah. to them when they type it out. Yeah. If we just uh, hello, Para. Like, uh, like three or four more people. Um, just because we're running out of time. Okay, we've got one, two, three more people lined up. I'll add one more. Okay. Uh, 
Right, I've sent the invite. There we go. Okay, uh, Para, you're up. Hello. Uh, I'm not like here. You. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello. I, um, I enjoy your game so far. And um, one question I have is: in the future, will we will we be able to see seasons? Like, say, when it's um, winter, lakes will freeze up, and when it's summer, um, you have like heat waves and forest fires could occur. Unfortunately, we don't have any plans for seasons. I can go into some detail on why, but basically it involves having, say you have four seasons, four different sets of like all the assets on the map to kind of swap out to a different season. And it basically, it's a lot of work and the benefits don't really evaluate the work required. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we could add in like 20 or 30 more dinosaurs or we could do seasons and the seeds like the numbers just don't add. it's really cool but you know maybe someone can mod it in but for us the it just doesn't work out oh yeah i see oh, thank you no worries thank you uh okay let's have gigabyte next hello can you hear me Mm -hmm. I was going to ask if there's going to be any mechanics put in place for tracking, because uh, even with AI implemented, just like uh, the water and food systems that are in place right now, uh, you'll have people who kind of just bunch up in one area or, or another area. It usually just kind of transitions however people want it to transition. And you you end up with a large area of the map being completely depleted not only did the uh main middle lake become depleted of uh its resources a lot of the uh connecting uh rivers and bodies of water were depleted from water and, and uh food and things like that as well due to the sheer amount of people just concentrating in those areas so is there going to be an alternative way to track for carnivores or herbivores track down food and find it or in water for that matter that's fresh and clean and uh, just better to so they know where to migrate so say if they're just on their last 10 percent of traveling halfway across the map it just to end up in another area that's barren uh, they won't they'll be able to just kind of pinpoint an area that's better for them to start their migration towards yeah so with this one we have to keep in mind that you will you don't spawn like empty in terms of food and water so when you spawn in you've got like enough reserves to find a water source or do a quest to kind of replenish a water source right so we have that bit the other bit is we intentionally spawn you away from other players where the water is more likely to be at a higher rate um but basically because we're in a bit of a flux right now where the mechanics new a lot of people haven't really adapted to how the mechanics going to work yet so they have a certain play style that they kind of all go to one point for, for, for you know the last year or so and they're kind of used to playing that and they'll just keep playing like they did on newer patches and it's just going to take time for them to adapt to the mechanic you know there's things like growth as well where when growth is in not everyone's going to be an adult so the water balance is going to be a bit different because the babies aren't going to take as much water resources, if you get what I mean. So in general terms of like finding water, you're probably going to spawn in a place that's already got water kind of kind of near you. And by the time 
you know, by the time like AI and all these mechanics uh, are in, the map's going to be balanced enough to better handle not everyone starving to death if they all run out of water. So, you know, from you. from the like tests we've been doing on the map, we we basically go in the map and we go find out what lakes have water and where is everybody. And we kind of see, hey, is this working or not? So is that uh, no one uh, implementing a tracking mechanic of some sort within the game? So we don't have any plans for make tracking mechanics, but we do have plans for some of the like find water quests and things like that to kind of give you a direction to like a lake to go to that has water. So that definitely might help. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, 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 right. Let's go to Arrowhead Raptor. All right, hello. Um, uh, I had like three questions, and now I'm just going to narrow it down to like one. Thank How you. long do you think like flyers and gliders would take to implement into the game? Yeah, so that's a really tough one because we haven't added one before, right? And and that's kind of why the development can be so unpredictable because we, like, add in a Allosaurus, for example, we can kind of time, okay, that takes this long. And a dinosaur like the Allosaurus, but just because we haven't done one, it's not clear how long it's going to take. And generally it takes a lot longer to add the first one than it does to add, like, the second or third one. So, unfortunately, I won't better give you an answer on that one. All right. Um, we, can, we can do another question if you want. All right, all right. So, when it comes to character customization, is there going to be, like, a little bit more to it other than just skins? So, you can add, like, slightly more uh, detail to your character, like some more frills, some more um, feathers, stuff like that. Unfortunately, the only customization we really have planned is the subspecies, like changing up uh, how your mesh kind of looks a bit, and then uh, a little bit of the, the colors and things like that. But there's no plans for like adding extra spikes or, or, or anything like that right now. But people could definitely mod that in if they want to, for sure. All right, and this question probably won't take too long, but um, uh, are you going to do anything about people like self-feeding? Like, hopping on a different account and uh, feeding another character? Uh, yeah, we do have some plans to address that. Um, it's kind of... It's not really difficult, but for us, some of these things, like server hopping to do this or server hopping to do that, it doesn't really make the game fun. Like, the games... It's going to be easier to go find food than have a bunch of accounts logged in somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, that's the goal. That's our end goal. Like. Do you want to mention matchmaking? Yeah, and, it, like, in the future, there'll be, like, matchmaking for official servers. So, there won't be a server list. So, when you hit play, you'll just get automatically put into a server. And on your second account, you'll just end up in a different server. So, you'll go, you know, respawn, and then you just won't be there. And it kind of won't really be possible. So how's that going to work with community servers then? Uh, so basically, community servers, they get to host their own servers. 
Right, so community servers don't share the character data of official servers. So basically, you know, you have someone run a community server, unless that community is running multiple servers all hived together, they generally won't run into the problem of people doing the selfie thing. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, love the game. Take care. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. All right, we've got him. We've got Shay's questions. Awesome. Let's go. See, I always win. All right, so the questions are, what is the process of determining when a certain dinosaur is ready to be released? There's a second one, but do that first. Okay. Sometimes it takes a bit of edits on my part to bring it up to speed kind of thing. Um, we always want to try and get at least some kind of abilities for the dino ready. And part of it is also just thinking, is this... Uh, like in terms of the a release kind of cycle, is this something that's good to put out right now? And right now, as we said, we're work working mostly on uh, all of the gameplay loops and important gameplay mechanics. So the some of the dinosaurs are not very high priority right now to be released. Awesome. So I think we'll be. Uh, they what? Are we. Uh, we should probably Hold on, we've, we got a, we've got a couple more people. Yeah. Okay. Shay uh, also asks... Minutes. So we should probably... <laughs> These will be quick, don't worry. Yeah, Shay also asks, uh, how many developers are working on the game and what do they do? Uh, we have you a list check out... in yeah, one of the channels, right? Yeah, check out FAQ, I think. All right. Super Thank you very much, Shay. All right. Off you go. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you. Second of all, my question is how many? Oh God, no! I forgot my question. No, it's um, what kind of abilities do you have planned? So, like, you said that the abilities we have right now are kind of just like um, you know, by scratch, maybe tail whip. But what kind of, and like, not just what kind of abilities? Sorry, I'm really nervous. That's okay. Like, what, no are you planning like lunges, like charges? I'm not really sure, like, what it's gonna look like. And how many are you planning? So I mentioned this a little bit earlier, so you'll better listen to the video uploading of this on YouTube for the full answer. But basically, your ability bars plan to support nine different abilities, and these vary from attacks to like passive abilities to like buffs to your group buffs for yourself where you might um you know like a speed boost and things like already have you know there's things like uh in terms of what we could add in the future there's things like lunges and uh, different kinds of swipes and things like that but it's it'll vary and it'll depend on what stuff we can get programmed in pretty easy there's things like pounce as well for raptors for another ability there might be a glide for a micro raptor or something like that but yeah you'll have to kind of keep an eye on how the game's developing and take a look at what when we add them in all right thank you all right so brilliant thank you very much uh yeah thank you all for coming in uh really love to have you all in and able to ask your questions if we uh you, we love hearing in... about what sorry if you missed missed you can post in q a channel and uh, otherwise, you can kind of join in when we do another one of these. Yeah, we love chatting away to the community when we have time. Uh, devs are always busy, so we don't 
often have the time, but it's nice to take a moment to actually talk to the people we're making the game for. So, uh, yeah, brilliant talking to you all. Uh, and thanks for coming. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See ya.